episode is for Austin Stites, my math teacher, for Tissy's birthday. Hello everybody, today I'll be reading chapter 12 of Doctor Strange. Chapter 12 Back in the real world, Sheen stood at the sink for a long time, letting the warm water run over his hands as he thought about the ancient one and what he was going to do next. Christine came up next to him and for a moment they stood there, washing their hands, not needing to talk as they had before and after countless centuries. Only now everything was different. Strange hadn't operated. He couldn't. And now the ancient one was gone and Christine had seen things she couldn't have been ready for. He reached out and took her hand. Are you okay? She asked. Strange looked over at her. He didn't know if he was okay. He didn't know if he would ever be okay again. I don't understand what's happening, Christine said. I know, but I have to go right now. You said that losing my hands didn't have to be the end. That it could be a beginning. Yeah, because there are other, way, other ways to save lives, she remembered. Shinch cradled her face in his hands. He had missed so much, being so wrapped up in his ego and his reputation. A harder way. A weirder way, she said. A voice over the hospital intercom interrupted them. Dr. Palmer, the ER, please. Dr. Palmer... The ER. I don't want you to go, she said with tears in his eyes. But it was useless. She kissed him on the cheek and turned away. She had obligations after all. She had responsibilities. So did he. After she was gone, he took another moment at the scrub sink to get himself together. Then he put on the cloak of levitation again and drew its collar up. The points of the collar rubbed at the tears on his cheeks like he was trying to clean him up. He shrugged it away. Stop! But at least that got his mind off Christine a bit. Good cloak. Cassilius and two zealots stepped through a portal a few blocks from the Hong Kong sanctum. One knew they were coming. He had gathered the masters and accolades protecting the sanctum. Choose your weapon wisely, he said. For himself, he selected the wand of Wotum. No one steps foot in the sanctum. No one. Wong strode out of the sanctum to meet Carcilius. It was a warm night in Hong Kong, as most of them were. The street was crowded. Workmen putting up scaffolding, families eating at noodle shops, mopeds and cars zooming to their destinations. Carcilius and the zealots emerged from the crowd. Wong greeted him. Carcilius. Cassius stopped a little distance away. You're on the wrong side of history, Wong. Wong dropped into fighting stance. Wand of War II made the ready. Cassius and the Zealots drew space shards out of thin air. The battle for the future of Earth was about to begin. Strange stepped through a portal from the hospital, arriving in Kamataj, and knowing he had to have a long talk with Mordo before he could confront Cassius once and for all. Was he ready? He would have to be. Mordo stood alone in the darkness with wreckage from the early explosion all around him. 
Shish didn't have anything to say that could lighten the mood. She's dead, he said. You were right, Mordo said slowly. Near him, the pedestal that once had held the eye of Agamotto leaned on its base, almost falling over. She wasn't who I thought she was. She was... <clears throat> complicated, Shin said. That was the best description he could find. His last conversation with her rang in his head again. The ancient woman was right. She needed more strength and single-minded belief in right and wrong. Mordor needed Shane's flexibility and ability to see different solutions to a problem. Complicated, Mordor repeated. Shane could see he was still grieving, trying to understand how he could have been deceived for so long. The dark dimension is volatile, dangerous. What if it overtook her? She taught us it was forbidden while she drew on its power to steal centuries of life. She did what she thought was right. She didn't believe this. As she had said, he knew the value of breaking the rules once in a while to get the needed results. The bill comes due, Molo said. He sounded almost like a preacher, warning of the wages of sin. She wondered what had happened in Molo's past to harden him this way. Don't you see? Her transgressions led the zealots to Dormammu. Caecilius was her fault. And here we are, in the consequence of her deception, a world on fire. Mordom, London Sanctum has fallen, and New York has been attacked. Twice! Shrinch didn't have to say what they were both thinking. If they didn't do something about it, more fire was coming. The fires of the dark dimension. The kind that could never be put out. You know what they're going next, Shrinch finished. Of course Mordom did. Hong Kong. He told me he wanted to fight as if my life depended on it, because one day it might, she reminded him. He could still see Mordor dancing through the air with the vaulting bits of Valdor. Well, today is that day. I cannot defeat them alone. Mordor looked at him quietly and nodded. As strange had known he would, he was a soldier who believed in his cause even when he no longer believed in his leaders. Strange opened a portal to Hong Kong, and they leaped through into fire and destruction. Sirens rose and fell, echoing down the streets. Strange saw fires burning and water spouting from broken fire hydrants. People ran in every direction, away from the unfolding catastrophe at the end of the block. There, the Hong Kong sanctum lay in ruins. And over it, the terrifying spaces of the dark dimension were starting to blot out the sky, swirling and crackling with the deep unsettling colours of Dormammu's domain. The sanctum has already fallen, Mordor said. He looked up into the sky. The dark dimension. Dormammu is coming. It's too late. Nothing can stop him. Strange saw Cassius, looking pleased with himself, walking up the street toward them, with the zealots flanking him. It was a desperate time. Shinch thought, the end of the world, unless he could do something about it. And maybe, just maybe, he could. Not necessarily, he said, and touched the middle and ring fingers of each hand together. The eye of Agamotto opened. No. Cassius said. He sprinted towards Strange. Space shot raised for the strike that would end the battle once and for all. 
Strange brought the powerful green circle into being. Bands of power encircled his arm. Cassius leapt through the air. The tip of his space shot plunged towards Strange. And then slowed. And then stopped. Strange held the green circle in place, making sure he had control over it. Then, slowly, he began to turn it counterclockwise. Cassius flew backward through the air. Water splashed up from the pavement, and a huge aluminium and neon sign rose from the car it had crushed a minute before. Wrecked cars rolled backwards and landed on the road. Strange kept it going, building on the spell until it had its own momentum. Spell's working, he said to Mordo. We got a second chance. Time continued to reverse around the two of them as they ran down the street past Cassius and the Zealots and toward the wreckage of the Sanctum. But Cassius didn't say trapped in the spell for long. The dark dimension was close, yawning above Hong Kong, and its power allowed the fanatic to break free and join Strange and Mordo in the pocket of forward moving time. Cassius caught up Strange near the Sanctum and knocked him sprawling. He was nearly hit by a car, flying backward through the air. Stephen fought back, trying to get down the block, as Robert flew into the air. Buildings repaired themselves, scaffolding rose from the street. More than one of the Zealots grappled in a flooded part of the street until the water suddenly rose up from the pavement in a wave, carrying her with it. A moment later, she was sealed inside an aquarium, curious fish floating around her face. Strange still couldn't get away from Cassius. The corrupted master was there every time Strange thought he had gotten away. Mordo, having seen what happened to the Zealot, had an idea. An energy whip uncoiled from its head and caught Cassius around his leg. Then Mordo flung him into the ruins of a nearby building. No! Cassius roared, but then his voice was cut off as the building rebuilt itself around him. His body was covered in concrete and tar. Robert tumbled up from a pond next to a noodle stand, revealing Wong. He blinked, startled, and Strange phased him into the isolated bubble outside time. Wong! Then Strange realized what he was doing and remembered what Wong had said about it before. I'm breaking the laws of nature, I know. Wong looked around them, eyes wide open. Well, don't stop now! Strange looked up at the bubble of the sanctum slowly putting itself together into a building again. Above it, the sickly energies of the dark dimension receded. When the sanctum is restored, they will attack again. We have to defend it. Come on! Before they'd gone ten steps, Cassius had broken free of the wall holding him. He pounded a fist into the ground, creating a wave of force that slammed Strange, Wong and Mordor to the ground. Time slowed and stopped. It didn't start going forward again, but it was no longer moving backward either. The sanctum hung in mid-collapse. A noodle vendor stood with a pan of noodles hanging in the air while he flipped them. Get up, Strange! Mordo gasped. Get up and fight. We will finish this. Mordo and Wong got up. Strange could barely stand. You can't fight the inevitable. Cassilia said as he walked up to them. His eyes seemed to have sunk deep into his skull, and the scaly grey decay on his face was spreading. 
He watched the skies in no hurry. Isn't it beautiful? A world beyond time. Beyond death. Beyond time? Strange recalled the first time he looked into the book of Kuglistrow. Mordo had warned him of creating paradoxes, breaking the time stream, and creating loops outside of it. He could not defeat Cassius face to face, not with Cassius tapping the power of the dark dimension. But there was never only one solution to the problem. The cloak of levitation carried Strange into the air. Strange! Mordo called after him. Strange wished he could explain, but there wasn't time. Soon enough, Cassilis would break the spell holding time in place. Something had to change before then. And Strange thought he knew what to do. He's gone, Cassilis said. Matter of factly, as Strange disappeared into the dark dimension, his tone was not mocking, but definitely satisfied. Strange has left to surrender to his power.